So, um, hey man, <laughs> uh, have you ever heard of Satoshi Nakamoto? Yes. Really? Mm-hmm. What'd he do? No, am I thinking Miyamoto? Which is literally like... Hello, Moto? This, I was gonna say, this is gonna sound real... There's no way for that to sound right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> am I thinking of Miyamoto? Three hundred dollars? That's the math. Way wrong. Right? Yeah. So there's a web of things. Do you know why gas is up twenty cents from yesterday? <laughs> like, did something happen in the news? And he just started running down the aisles. And he was like, "I'm speeding the sperm." We'll talk about this. <laughs> things I learned last night. Say it again, Satoshi? Satoshi Nakamoto. Nakamoto, okay. Here, we'll try um, this. Uh, have you ever heard of blockchain? Blockchain? Yeah. Yeah, is that a game where you, uh, like on your phone? That's what the original was. You had snake and blockchain, right? <laughs> That's what we played? No. <laughs> this is my favorite part of the episode, by the way, where I just go, word associations. Go ahead. Uh, what about Bitcoin? You ever heard of Bitcoin? Is this your bad place where I just do this all the time? <laughs> I just go, Bitcoin, yeah, that's what they do at Chuck E. Cheese. You just put it in there, and they call it a bit because... Because, because the mouse bites you when you put it in. That was like the whole thing. That's how Chuck E. Cheese started, is that it's a pizza place with games, and there was a rat across the floor, and someone was like, yeah, that's our mascot. <laughs> like, Careful, he'll bite you. Yeah, he'll bite you. Yeah, but we'll you got to give him a coin to give him the some shot. tokens. Some bite token. tokens. That doesn't flow. Bitcoin. There we Bitcoin. go. Are we talking about Bitcoin? Yeah, we're talking, we're talking about, about uh, cryptocurrency. Yeah. Yeah. It's cryptic currency, if you That's, will, you know? Mm, ghost money. Mm, Is that why it's called that? Ghost money? Yeah, ghost money. <laughs> ghost dollars. Money for the ghosts. <laughs> money for, yeah, if you, if you meet a devil, this is how you can pay him off. Never would have had Halloween if yeah, if somebody if Bitcoin, Bitcoin was around. Like, Here's Bitcoin. He's like, this is what I've come for. Like, oh, okay. Cryptocurrency. Cryptocurrency. Oh, is that what? That was Halloween. I get, it, I get it. I get it. Okay. I see what you're doing. I see what you're doing. There's a whole and like a uh, claymation. A claymation? No. Yeah. Stop motion. Yeah, claymation's right. Stop motion's well, also it right. It was not a claymation. Claymation's a different thing. I, uh, Are they it, made of clay? Um. You know what? Actually, what they're made of is the human spirit. <laughs> That's really what the the whole the whole story is really like. What, yeah, are, what is Jack Skellington made of? You know, it's a stop motion picture. So you think there's a stop motion called cryptocurrency, which is too many too many uh, syllables to fit. We go. This is Halloween, and crypto you went cryptocurrency. Well, actually, that's it's perfect. Yeah, I'm dumb. I guess. I'm sorry. That's why I don't have any bitcoins. Aren't they like freaking forty thousand dollars? Yeah, they give it to you when you're smart. They're like, hey, you're pretty smart. Here's a coin. <laughs> that's why I'm just waiting on some bitcoins. No bitcoins. There I am, just sitting over here, like, man, one day a bitcoin's gonna fall in my lap. You know. I don't understand. I'm very excited for you to tell me about what it is because I see it all the time and I see people being like, oh, basically here's what I know about Bitcoin. Is I yeah. know people on Twitter are like, don't worry that it's crashing today. <laughs> That's literally <laughs> what it is. That's the only time I see Bitcoin is when the guys on Twitter are like, there's going to be falls. It's all right. going to jump back it's up. It's going to go back up. It's all pretend money. <laughs> it has the exact same value as a RuneScape gold coin. Oh, if we oh all just gosh. agree that it has value. <laughs> if we just, yeah, we just all have to you, say what, it. Can you spend up? Can, can I go to the Toyota dealership? And buy a, a truck with uh, with Bitcoin. Probably not. Maybe the, the dealership could accept it. Anybody could accept Bitcoin, but most most businesses don't. I feel like we're talking about it like it's a two dollar bill, and that's not what it is. <laughs> I mean, well, they could yeah, take sorry. it. It's sorry. more of a collectible, but they could take it. Sure. Sorry, we don't accept two dollar bills here. But if you got any Bitcoin, we'll take that. Uh, no, okay. So here's the concept. Um, basically. It's, it's an idea to decentralize the trust in currency. So we'll take it back to explain a little bit about 
where currency came from, and then we'll kind of jump into the evolution of where okay. Bitcoin comes from and all cryptocurrency. Really. So is this what uh, conspiracy theorists would call like a one world bank? It actually very well could. Cool. Like, cause it, cause it, cause Bitcoin would have the same value here that it does in like, Australia. Yes. Or, yeah. Right. Yeah. So, uh, so a little bit about currency, uh, basically it came up because obviously like you probably know this or could assume it if you don't, but trade began where people were just like, Hey, kind of like schoolyard. It's like, Hey, I got some gushers. Will you give me I'll, or you got gushers. I, I want don't understand those. how trade works. Can you explain how? <laughs> yes, yes. Let yeah, me go ahead. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got so some I've gushers. Got, I've got gushers. I have fruit snacks, and I say, "Hey, I'll give you and my I'm fruit like, snacks for some gushers." And you say, "And I go, that's a bad trade." Yeah, and I said, "Okay, fine. I'll give you my granola bar also." And then you say, "That's a little more interesting, but also still not worth it." So the exchange rate for fruit gushers, <laughs> yeah, is. A granola bar, yeah. a pack of fruit snacks, yes. and a fruit roll-up. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I, I think, half a fruit roll-up. I think fruit, fruit by the foot is almost one, but uh, fruit by the foot's better. Fruit by the foot, yeah. Fruit roll-up is probably almost a fair exchange. Okay. Fruit by the foot, I think gushers, and fruit by the foot are probably even. Okay. Okay. <laughs> but anyways, so basically, it was it was very subjective for a long time because there was nothing. Okay, this like, is a serious question. Is the stuff inside the gushers the same <laughs> stuff that's inside toaster strudels? And I, I really, and I mean that. I don't, I'm not trying to be funny. I really, <laughs> okay. is it the same liquid? Like, is it? Is this really the same? I, you're, okay. Uh, I feel and like I, you're mocking me. We could even pause this. This is a real, <laughs> I just want to know. It's definitely not. <laughs> You can look up the ingredients somewhere. You and who? Bree and I. You're we, still with that girl? <laughs> <laughs> so dumb. Uh, okay, so. You're what? <laughs> shut up. <laughs> we, she bought toaster strudels for Christmas. That's what she got for Christmas? <laughs> no, like, for Dude, Christmas. Dude, it sucked, man. I bought her, like, a $400 vacuum. I got her a new TV. And she I opened a box. Now, she's the thing. It's a box of toasters. It was that's fun. been left underneath the tree for two weeks. <laughs> so they're fun. So soggy, the box was, like, moist. The paper's not coming off. The box just fell apart in my hands. But dang, they were and good. I went, are these toaster strudels or fruit gushers? I can't tell. I went, I went get the toaster out. <laughs> Toast these soggy strudels. Toast these strudels right now. Don't, don't call them strud. So, so she got them for like Christmas breakfast. Uh, but here's what happened. She ordered blueberry. And we ordered them on like Walmart grocery pickup. They oh, didn't have blueberry, like, so they subbed them. Amazon. <laughs> Two day free shipping, bro. <laughs> they subbed them uh, for a twenty four pack of strawberry, which uh, I was like, "Oh, sweet, twenty four pack, that's great." We cool. got. But she didn't want strawberry, and she was like, "No, I don't want strawberry." So she went back and she got blueberry. So we just had a ton of toaster strudels, yeah. and it kind of brought it back into my life. And I, two things happened from this. One, I was like, "Why did I ever stop eating this?" Two, I learned how to use a toaster. No, two, I found out that Brie will squirt the whole packet on her strudel and then butter it across with a knife. Yeah. That's Is that what you do? That's how you do it. You're disgusting. You, you, you do the whole no, thing. No, you, you, you squiggle. You drizzle. You, you do some you, you draw some designs. You make a smiley face or SpongeBob's head. What is this? A, a country club plaza <laughs> restaurant? <laughs> You know, trying to make it all, but just yeah, you gotta, slather it on. You gotta get the. You, you gotta, gotta get out some math it. class, dude. You can't. You don't have time to. Let's just draw a little design over here. What do you? No put, school what starts with math Picasso. What is this? Uh, you know, what are you trying to just draw out the Da Vinci Code on top of a freaking? The Da Vinci Code. Yeah. What is this? A, a, a Mona Strudel? A Strudel Lisa? You know. Are you trying to do some art over here? It's true, at least. Yeah, it's happens. abstract. It's Monet, all right? It's like uh... So how, what does this have to do with Bitcoin? <laughs> Literally nothing. Oh, okay. Because we're talking about okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, toaster strudels. So the problem was with trade, where you're trading resources, there was no way. It was so subjective. Like, yeah. to you, That's what your gushers might says. be more valuable. My mom always claims she's libertarian. She's yeah. not. Um, and she... We always say, like, I just wish we can go back to paying doctor, doctors with chickens. 
And I'm just like, how that's, many chickens do you have? I was gonna say, yeah, well, I would, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> like, hey, well, is the exchange for like doing some stitches on my arm and also open heart surgery? How many chickens is how open chickens? heart surgery? <laughs> Yeah, so you fix my heart. I'll give you like 15 yeah, chickens. My Is heart hurts all day, but I'm going to go farm some chickens. <laughs> yeah, those eggs just hashed. I'm saving up for heart surgery. <laughs> Bring some guests over. It's like, sorry, we've got like 300 chickens running around the house right now. They're like, yeah, could you Uncle Tommy needs a new liver. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's 200 like, oh, for okay, the doctor okay. and 100 for the donor, all right? Like, No, uh, so it, the problem was, like, yeah, it was you, subjective. You can't be a minimalist and also trade chickens. That doesn't work. <laughs> because, because for you, your gushers might be more valuable than my fruit roll-up is to, to me. And so for I would say, hey, my fruit roll-up is worth a pack of gushers, and you'd say, no, it's not. And, and you'd be like, well, this fruit roll-up signed. By Jason Dunn, the former lead singer of Hawk Nelson, and they'd be like, "An inventor of fruit roll-ups." <laughs> An inventor of fruit roll-ups. This is signed by my dad, who invented fruit roll-ups and pillow pets. Remember when fruit roll-ups had those tattoos? Oh my like, gosh! Tongue you, tongue tats. I love a good tongue Jeez. tat. Uh, so Remember when like college girls kept doing this little tattoo? Yeah, and yeah, you're like, you look like all of us in third grade with the fruit roll-ups. <laughs> Yeah. Oh gosh, we are. I feel like they, I feel like they had Spy Kids tattoos, right? Anyway, mine's still on there. <laughs> hey, mine never came off. I, I don't think that's supposed to happen. But <laughs> what if you had one of those instead of, of little, instead of a teardrop, you just had like straight up like a rocket power character <laughs> on your face? Yeah, it was one of those for roll of tongue tags that just you never went away. Kid from Rocket Power, Sam. Uh, right, the little blonde kid. Yeah, I don't know. Was that I know they I went wiggle 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 wiggle, but I don't remember their names. Anyway, what do you mean wiggle wiggle wiggle? Anyway, so <laughs> Bitcoin. This is why we don't have them. <laughs> yeah, they gave so, them to smart people. They're listening to this episode to figure out if we deserve them. Yeah, and they got two minutes in, turned it off, and thought they do not. They don't deserve it. Uh, anyway. So the problem with trade is that. There's no real set value. There's no agreed mm-hmm. upon value. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it started becoming people started trading then precious metals, so yeah. silver, gold, bronze, things like that. Um, and eventually that got converted into coins uh, that would actually be worth the value of the gold or silver or whatever that was in that coin. Over time, it got it began to become cumbersome to carry all that because it's heavy, like to carry that metal. So those so got only swapped. strong people could be. <laughs> Son, you better hit the bench press because you ain't gonna be rich with those scrawny arms. <laughs> I just can't save any more money. <laughs> I couldn't carry any more if I tried. I couldn't carry the financial burden. <laughs> uh, and so they swapped it. So then it was it was paper and then like cheap metals, metal mm-hmm. coins that were backed by that gold. And yeah, silver. yeah, yeah. So like a one, let's say a one pound certificate equaled one pound of gold. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. Um, and if, you do, if you're listening to this and you don't understand how <laughs> money works, I'm glad that you're listening uh, to this whole explanation of it. Here's here's where here's where things started to break down, though. We don't mean to insult your intelligence. Tim does, though. <laughs> I do. Um, on your on this paper and on on your your coins, there is like the identification number for it, yes. and that's how you can trust that it's real. Uh, and so there's your central agency, which is always the government, that says, "Hey, this this coin is essentially a receipt, or this dollar or bill this is a receipt much, for yes. that for that bit of gold, and they are tied to each other." Right, because the treasury is full of gold. Yes. Um, well. <laughs> We left the gold standard uh, about 30 or 40 years ago. So now there's literally nothing backing our dollar yeah, bills. It's literally all made it's up. Literally, that's it's literally. That's what I've been like with these stimulus packages. I've just been like, they're literally like, they're making numbers up. Yeah, exactly. So they, they literally just print the dollar bill and we just have to trust them that it's okay. Uh, and so right now, all of, all of our money is literally just trust, like blind trust in a centralized organization, which for us is the government. And banks, um, and that's why 
bailouts like the 2008 crisis that's why the bailout was even possible because there was nothing that backed it up so they literally could just say oh well you need this much money all right we'll just print it and give it to you so that way you don't go under um because there was nothing preventing them since there was nothing backing the dollar bills they could just make it all up uh well bitcoin was born after that 2008 crisis when they realized okay well this is why we're leading to all these problems is because nobody can trust in our dollar bills anymore. Yeah. Our, our dollar is, is essentially losing worthless. Value. Yeah, it's losing value rapidly because we're constantly influxing the market with an insane amount of the stuff that we're printing every year. Um, and that's why it's inflating so high because it's just it's worth so much less than it used to be. That's why your gushers, you used to be able to buy them for a dollar, but now it's like $4. For I love that you're gushers. keeping up on gusher prices. I also... <laughs> I realized I was old the other day. I walked into the chiropractor, already old, right? Yes. And I walked in and I almost, I caught myself, but I almost asked the girl at the counter, do you know why gas is up 20 cents from yesterday? Like, did something happen in the news? That's like a real thing in my head. In my, I drove past the gas station. I was like, that's up 20 cents since yesterday. And then I walked like, in and my brain was like, ask her. And I was like, no, that's an old person. No, my brain was like, yeah, ask yeah, her. Yeah, ask her. You need to know. That's funny because that, that's like that commercial where it's like the, yes, the progressive commercial. Hilarious. Yeah. So I'm good. so mad that we didn't do that as a video. So good. Where the guy's standing over the, like the plumber and he's like, oh, yeah, you can, I tried to do that. Dude. He's like, he's a professional. You, <laughs> he's don't a need professional. To, you don't need to cheer him on. We all see it. We all see it. You know who else reads books blue about hair. submarines? Blue hair. <laughs> <laughs> blue hair. He's got blue hair. We all see it. <laughs> it's a brilliant, brilliant so, campaign. So good. Really annoying. Um, so what Bitcoin does is it decentralizes that trust. That was our progressive ad, by the way. Yeah. Progressive. progressive. See what progressive Progress. can... What's their slogan? Switch to progressive and save 15... 15 no, minutes could save you that's, 15... Nope, nope. No. Percent. Um, progress, pri- progressive price calculator. Progressive. Screw the conservatives. <laughs> is that... That's, that can't be it. That's, that seems a little that too progressive. That can't be right. <laughs> no, I'm curious. Um, anyways, so they, uh, I'm actually looking it up progressive. We should know this is, is there an official spot official spot? I sound like I've, yeah, sound like I've just Man, progressive's website is regressive. <laughs> <laughs> All right, never mind. Let's keep going. All right. Uh, so what Bitcoin did is it decentralized that trust. So now instead of having to trust a bank or an organization, you can just trust this app <laughs> pretty much. So uh, a, a little more about that dollar. So if you have a bank account, you have your ledger of all your transactions in your bank account. Yeah. Um, which I'm and if sure. you're Tim, you have the ledger of the transactions and an Excel sheet and an Excel sheet about that, about Excel, that sheet. Excel sheet and then a PDF that explains it all. Uh, yeah. You have a printed out PDF <laughs> a printed and a checkbook. PDF. Tim is still out here with a checkbook. You gotta write checks sometimes, okay? Yeah, yeah I don't write do. checks at the grocery store, but like if I'm like yeah. rent, like listen, I know that there's like politicians out there who have like their causes and stuff. You know, some of them are championing healthcare, some of them are championing like rent control, some of them are championing like climate change. Okay. I've decided so everyone else has other stuff. I'm gonna go in as a politician who cares about the real things. Make it a felony to write a check at a grocery store, all right? Let's make it punishable by death to merge onto a highway going 20 under the speed limit. Punishable by death. I believe in the death penalty. I don't, actually. I feel bad having that out there. Uh, anyway. So, they, uh, uh, your... Um, Bitcoin. Bitcoin. You have, you have your ledger, yes. which... Has all, all, your, transactions, all your transactions, debts, and credits. Yep. Here's the thing: um, the bank also keeps a ledger that you don't have access to. Yeah. So that way, in case you are smart, like a really smart hacker who can come in there and tweak your numbers, they can compare it with their ledger and say, "No, that's not accurate." So you, because since since there's nothing to, uh, since most of my money is Photoshop now. my bank account. Yeah, and so like like if if you. If you knew how to like jump in there and hack the system and change your your code on your ledger to say and it just add like a couple more zeros on your account, your account would then run like you had the extra zeros. If there wasn't that backup ledger that can compare it and say no, that's not accurate, and then it would update it. What Bitcoin does is they said, why should we trust the banks to to manage that? Because there had been multiple situations, especially in 2008, it was really bad where banks were. 
were taking their ledger and tweaking things to make it look like they were more profitable. Yeah, um, like they were trying to trick investors. Yeah, even even after 2008, did you see the Wells Fargo scandal, the big Wells Fargo scandal with the credit card accounts? They had. They How were far will they go? Well. <laughs> uh, so they had this big pressure um, from the executives to their lower level bankers um, in the yeah. company to open accounts. So they were people. opening like false accounts. Yeah. yeah, they were opening credit card accounts, but people didn't know about them. And so it looked like they had all this money coming in. And then these people started getting charges for their credit card account that they never opened. Mm. Uh, and so it was this huge scandal uh, because the bank had, I mean, all it takes is one bad player in the bank to just tweak with the, the numbers and they could make out with all this money uh, and or just make up a bunch of money for the bank. And there's really nothing stopping them from doing it because their ledger is the end-all, be-all ledger. We yeah. have to trust them. Yeah. What Bitcoin does... Because the, the, the ledger is only there to protect the bank. It is not there to protect you. No, no, not at all. Um, and so what Bitcoin does is it takes that ledger and it decentralizes it, kind of like Wikipedia. Uh, where <laughs> I love Wikipedia. Um, where instead of it being one person who manages the ledger, it is managed by everybody. And so uh, it, it works under this principle. What could go wrong? It works under this principle called blockchain. And it's actually, it, sound, it sounds like, oh, it'd be really easy to mess this up. And it's actually really hard. And here's why. Because it works under the system called blockchain. Essentially what it is, is every time there's a transaction, it creates what's called a block, which you can think of it like a page on a ledger. So it creates that block. And that block details that transaction. And what happens is when the next transaction is created, it summarizes the previous block. So that's your chain. So it summarizes that and then details the next transaction and so on and so forth. Well, where it's where it gets complex is everybody who is your quote unquote Bitcoin bankers okay. is managing that blockchain. So they are watching those ledgers come through and they're verifying those ledgers. So if there's ever a block, so that's, the next ledger should match up to the one before. Yeah. And so if, then the one after. Mm -hmm. yeah. So if somebody comes in and puts a block and tries to tweak something, then all the other ones would spot that and say that's not accurate. Throw it out and create a new block. And so it's really difficult because now it's this massive web of blocks with chains linking back to them. And if one thing changes, then all of those other ones are like, well, hey, we we can verify that that's false. Throw that out and create a new one. Right. So it's actually incredibly difficult. It's like when you have Christmas lights, right? This is actually a good analogy. So stick with me. <laughs> It's like when you have Christmas lights and one bulb is out, so the rest of the strand is out. That's a good analogy. I mean, I, I, you know, I just came up with it. I was just sitting here and I just thought, <laughs> I just thought, I just thought, wait, I know. Hit my brain. Give me a Bitcoin. I'm a smart boy. Um, I took my. I'm trying to prove myself to the the pit lords. <laughs> the pit lords. <laughs> Is there a way we can like physicalize computer code? What did you just say? <laughs> physicalize. Physicalize. Okay. I don't know if it's a word, but you understood what I meant. Sure. Uh, to where it's like we can make people look like like kings, like lords from the medieval world, where they were covered in gold, but figure out a way to cover them in code and call them the bit lords. <laughs> it's really a, funny. That was a, what a fun bit to go on, you know. <laughs> What a fun thing for someone to list this, listen this far into the episode and give up at that bit. <laughs> I can hear you talk about BitLords. It's funny, okay? Um, anyways. So the I mean, we call landlords. We call it, you know. <laughs> BitLords made sense. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Go ahead. That's what I think of you. Uh so the blockchain makes it to where it's pretty hard to commit fraud in this situation mm -hmm, mm -hmm. for anybody. There's not a bank that because can come if one in, light is out. Lie. The whole strand is out. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, if you needed a visual, there you go. look at your Christmas lights. Mm -hmm. uh, I took, I took down my Christmas lights the other day and oh, was, you own a house. So you guys hung up Christmas lights, we hung up Christmas lights. Yeah. And I, your address is okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I you was, want to Google street view Tim's house. I was like, like, I did. I was on my roof. And I was like, I was like, man, uh, I got to get all these Christmas lights down. And I was like, I was like, I could just like climb down the ladder and carry it down with me. But that sounds kind of tough. So I just tossed my strand of lights off the seat, off the roof and they hit and just shattered. And I was like, dang, 100 percent. Yeah. Every new homeowner does it. You know? <laughs> Every new homeowner is like, I bet I could cut quarters on this. And then all of a sudden their fireplace collapses. You know, and it's like. Oh, we learned the lesson the oh, hard way. Should have done that. Guess I'll hire a professional. Like my neighbors who painted their house in the middle of the night. 
Yeah. The demon that, neighbor? No, the other one. Yeah, the one they just, the in the middle one. of the night were painting their house. Yeah, his wife was and out there with her right? cell phone light shining out the house, and he's sitting there painting that. I was like, what are you guys doing? Wait, you know the sun comes up. Yeah, when the sun came up, it, you could tell. You could tell they painted yeah. it in the middle of the night. It was bad. Yeah, he was wearing a blindfold, too. <laughs> it was just like, this is unnecessary, man. They played a game. They lost. Yeah, <laughs> that was the bet. That's pretty night, funny, though. Blindfolded. Yeah. Like, if you're a homeowner, you can just do stuff like that, you know? Like, you're just like, dude, if you lose this, you got to go destroy our mailbox with a baseball bat. Like, Kirk Cameron style. Kirk Cameron and Fireproof. Like, you got to hit that mailbox like it's got naked women on it, and you're, like, trying to save your marriage. Gosh, the Fireproof joke. <laughs> Thanks for the explanation. Um, so there's a web of things. It's kind of like, honestly, it's kind of like. Have <laughs> you ever seen Courageous? No, I haven't actually. It's the same people who made Face in the yeah, Giants I know what and it Fireproof, is. and they made Courageous. Yeah. And there's a scene where he glues a salt and pepper shaker together, and he goes, You can't. So it's an analogy for divorce. You can't break them apart without fully breaking both of them because they're super glued <laughs> together. It's really a, an inconvenient for anyone who's trying to use them, who just wants salt and no just pepper. Wants salt or just wants pepper. Yeah, but you can't break it because then they'll both break. Yeah. You know, they can't just leave a marriage. On, yeah, it's the same is true for the bit block. Bit blockchain. Blockchain. Yeah. Block lord. Yeah. Did he actually break them in the movie? No. Oh. Because they just, just get divorced. I just, that picture, was the whole point. I just picture him pulling it apart, and it's like it shatters. He's got like broken glass in his hand and salt in the wound. Oh no, they were like the cheap diner plastic ones. Oh, like, you know, like the dark gosh, gray and no. the tan one. Oh, you know exactly yeah, what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, I said yeah, that yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, yep, yep. yeah. Put them together. Yikes. Well, that's disappointing. Yeah. Anyways, uh, so blockchain is it's pretty secure, and it makes it to where nobody, theoretically, nobody could mess it up. Um, yeah, it, it is. There, there has been some people who, who have presented some theoretical ways to hack it, but it's never been uh, successfully done. Um, and with AI, you can maybe succeed. How much was Bitcoin when it started? Like how much was Are we going to get there? The worth of it? How much was it worth? Yeah. Yeah, so we can, we can, we can jump to that right now. So it started in uh, 2008 as a response to the, okay. the crisis. It was started by the so guy it's, named... it's held accountable by the chain. Yes. It's pretty hard to mm-hmm. to break. Mm-hmm. So then, because people would try, I literally see like printed yard signs, like, you know, like yeah. campaign that yeah. say buy Bitcoin. Yep, 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 yep. Um, so, but it's, now it's it's unattainable. It's too too much for you and I. Well, for me, I don't know how poor you are. Sort of. There's a couple ways. I don't know how poor you are. Just kidding. I know how poor you are. There's, there's, a, couple, there's a couple ways you can get it. Because now you get a fraction of one, right? Now you can get like yeah, they've got it like almost like coins, where yeah. it's like cutting them. Um, so it, it, in 2008, Satoshi Nakamoto uh, released this like white paper about any, what he called Bitcoin. Uh, that was like his solution to the housing crisis. Uh, and he's like, he's like, here's how we could avoid this ever happening again. Yeah. Explain the blockchain concept. He actually never said blockchain. I think the closest he said was like chain of blocks. Um, he and. Uh, in that he ended up developing Bitcoin after that, after releasing that paper. Uh, the first person to, to uh, make a transaction on it uh, was a guy in 2010. Uh, so two years. Yeah, two years. Uh, and it, his, it, all he did was he pointed, his name was Laszlo uh, Hanyeks. Hanyeks? What? Anyway. Uh, and... <laughs> His You're telling me that you can pronounce Satoshi. Okay, tell. Okay, pronounce this. Pronounce this. Okay. Okay. H A N Y E C Z. The Z threw me off. Honix. No, this is. If I was just Han- confident Han-Yx. enough, we were going with it. Honix. Honix. I don't know. Um, <laughs> but anyways, so Laszlo posts online. He's like, he's like, hey, I will buy two pizzas from someone for ten thousand Bitcoin. Um, and someone was like, sure. And so they went and they bought a couple Papa John pizzas and sent them to his house. That person? And he sent them to Elon Musk. (laughs) (laughs) Elon Musk was door dashing with Bitcoin (laughs) before all of those words were real. (laughs) 
Oh my gosh. Uh, so, uh, when, and just bought Papa John's pizzas, delivered them, delivered them to his house. And, and he paid him with 10,000 Bitcoin. With 10, Bitcoin. No, now, are these physical things? No, it's all a digital currency. Digital. So there's no physical Bitcoin. Okay, so he pays him with 10,000 Bitcoins to deliver pizzas. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then the guy just goes home and is like, great, I got 10,000 Bitcoins. Yes. Now that guy's a millionaire if he kept those, right? Yeah, yeah. He, I mean, he would be rolling in it because, let me see. Um, and then he was like, what, what could I buy with 10,000 Bitcoin? So, so in 2020... Uh, so wait, how did the guy Laszlo order the pizzas? Yes, Laszlo. How did he get the ten thousand Bitcoin? So there is an online transaction system called uh, your like, I think they call it a Bitcoin wallet or like a digital wallet or something like that. I can't remember exactly what they call it, um, but it's it's just like Venmo or PayPal. Like you just send it through this system. I understand how it's sent. How did he get ten thousand of them? Oh, we'll talk about. It, so he got it through Bitcoin mining, which we can talk about okay, in a second. Okay, okay, okay. Um, and so in in uh, November of 2020, Bitcoin hit its all-time high of each individual Bitcoin being worth U.S. dollars, $19,860 uh, for an in- individual Bitcoin. So that guy who bought 10000 who who sent 10000 for those pizzas, if he held on to that, he's rolling in the dough right now. Like rolling in the dough. Yeah. Um, I mean, um, you know, he delivered some dough. And now he's rolling <laughs> in the dough. They really messed up on not calling this digit money, by the way. <laughs> digit digi- money. <laughs> digital digital money. currency. Digit money are the champions. Did I tell you about the time my dad threw in all my Digimon cards? Yes. Gosh. Have Remember I that time that you texted me a month ago? And we're like, I just realized that our whole podcast is us telling us the same <laughs> set of stories over and over. I've been listening back through because I... It goes back to my awful memory, man. I've been listening back through it. I've been like, oh my gosh. Like, we have told this story six times on this show. I let you do it a lot. <laughs> and uh, people are just like, oh yeah, this story again. Yeah. People are like, have I listened to this episode before? I thought this is this. I swear I've heard this. Have we said that story on here? We've. The Digimon story? We've actually talked about the story where you text me and said that you <laughs> we have the same stories over and over. We've had this conversation seven times. <laughs> I, whatever. Digimon is cool. Tim, we've never released an episode. <laughs> <laughs> all this right. has all been built up for our grand premiere. <laughs> uh, okay, so anyways, Bitcoin now is worth a lot of money. Yeah. Uh, the way it was originally... Yeah, tell me how that guy ended up with 10,000 of them. Yeah, so it started... Um, and you still can do this. It's called Bitcoin mining. Um, and so this... Are, it's hard labor, but and, you... Yeah. You sit on a computer, you just hit it with a pickaxe for a long time until Bitcoin comes out. Yeah, it's in Second Life. <laughs> uh, so uh, you can still do this today. It's a lot harder today than it was in the early days. But essentially, if you're a Bitcoin miner, you're a Bitcoin banker. Uh, and the since this banking system, the people who manage that blockchain ledger, is a volunteer basis... Uh, uh, Nakamoto created this reward system to get people to want to manage that ledger. And so the way it works is there is for every block in the blockchain when it's created, there is a new random math equation that comes with that. And that math equation, if you can solve it, then you win the reward to match that ledger. So you say, okay, I solved that that equation. So they really do give bitcoins to smart people. <laughs> That well, wasn't a joke. Sort of. Here's how, here's how, here's the thing. So what you're saying is you do the ledger, right? And at the bottom of the ledger, it says, here's a little problem. And it goes 2X minus three fourths Y equals A. And you got to solve for all of them. If you can do that. No, it's more like, it's more like at the bottom. It says, uh, Jaren has a pack of gushers and Tim oh has a fruit roll up and two granola bars. <laughs> How much are the granola Jared bars? Jared is buying 106 <laughs> watermelons. <laughs> what is it for? Why does he need this many watermelons? That's the real question. And that's the question you have to figure out. you have out. to show your work or you don't get the Bitcoin. Here's the thing. Uh, so the way it works is the first person to get that number right to the equation. They're incredibly complex equations. They're the winner of that ledger and they get to verify that that blockchain. Okay. And what they do is they they verify that and then they write the next block in the ledger. 
and then everybody then competes to uh, solve the equation on that. The equations are so complex, no one could ever sit down and answer them quickly enough to be the winner. So computers are solving these equations for them. Oh, got it. In the early days, people were just using their own personal computers to solve these equations. But uh, Nakamoto, he had a plan. (laughs) He saw that this was going to be something people were going to want to do over time. And so he wanted there to be a steady flow of a new Bitcoin hit in the market about every 10 minutes is what he wanted there to be because he wanted to help okay. fight inflation. And so he's, he's, the way he thought about it is he's like, he's like, this really is like mining. Like there's a gold mine and people are digging, bringing the gold out. And it's good to have more coming in, but you don't want it to blow up too fast. And that's bad. Because that devalues it. <clears throat> yeah. So he wanted to keep it steady um, so that way it could continue to grow the market, but he didn't want it to go too fast. And so he set it up to where the system automatically understands how many people are mining at once and trying to solve the equation. Yeah. And if there's not a lot of people, the equations are fairly simple. Uh, so there's a higher chance of them being able to solve it and get in. Yeah. But if two there's a plus lot, two. <laughs> if there's a lot, then the equations get progressively harder. So the more miners are in there, the harder it is to extract that uh, or to mine that, that data. So today there's a lot of miners, and as more and more miners have come in, these equations have gotten more and more complicated. Yeah. So general what happens home- when they turn 21? <laughs> I hate that joke so much. I hate it so much. You know how much we love miners around here. <laughs> Did you see the which episode were we talking about miners before? <laughs> but Caleb, our graphics guy, put uh, on my shirt. He made uh, it say, "I love miners." I remember that? What, it's yeah, ER. What it's ER, that? guys. It's ER. ER miner. Miners. Miners. People who mine things. Yeah. Gosh, that's so dumb. Um. <laughs> I love Bitcoin miners. ERs. I'm not out here being like, yo, 17-year-olds with Bitcoin. So it got so hard. Let's be pals. <laughs> it got so hard for to solve those equations. Yeah. That, that you had to like start putting it into a computer program. Yeah, you start you had to start building. Because they're computer generated. Better. Yeah, so it's it's computer generated. you and before people were just it was just your CPU. So I could log on with my MacBook and start um, mining it. But now it's so complicated, my CPU would like evaporate. It would like burn up trying to solve that because really? it's so complicated. So in about 2013, people started using their GPUs, um, which are like your graphics cards and the computers. They're like those really big. They're more powerful, and they have a much higher processing power. So people started running through expensive GPUs. So you needed a much stronger computer, and then people were like tethering GPUs together to use to just get more power. Well, now um, people have it, – it's jumped again. People are using what's called ASIC chips, which are like – They've got the processing power of uh, dozens, if not hundreds, or thousands of GPUs. Jeez. So now they can they can solve these complex equa- equations at insane rates, um, where they're looking at so, like the data they're they're equating is terabytes or even petabytes, which is a thousand terabytes a second. Like it's they're insane Jeez. computers, um, and so they take a ton of power. Uh, to to power these computers yeah. and then especially your electric bill is half a bitcoin. <laughs> well, that's the thing that people are trying to figure out right now because you not only do you have to power this, which takes a lot of energy consumption, but you have to keep it cool because doing that much that much power makes it really really hot, yeah. which could melt. Which has led to three different deaths because <laughs> you know these nerds are running around their gigantic computers just. Like, and they pass out oh, and they so, overheat because they, they couldn't. You know. so hot in there. Yeah, there's actually one guy, one company. Um, they're called Bitza, uh, and they cook pizzas on their Bitcoin mining machines. It's it's their oven. <laughs> it's it comes full circle. It's the history. Yes, because he delivered yeah, the two the two pizzas. Yeah, and yeah, mm-hmm. it's pretty good, huh? I like that one. <laughs> uh, yeah, you can order garlic bits. <laughs> But here's the thing. If you solve that equation, right. if you're the one who wins and you solve that equation, you get two rewards. Your reward is uh, a set number of Bitcoin, uh, and that that Multiple number... Bitcoins? Yeah, that number has so changed over like time. $40,000. Yeah, yeah. So it, it's so starting... it would be worth it to do these computers. But how long could it take to solve them? Like a month? No, seconds. It's it's seconds every time. It, they're getting solved in seconds. You so they're getting like, like first 40 grand... In. 
Mm, not really, because here's the thing. You have to be the first person to solve it to win it. And there's so many miners, statistically, you're not going to get it every second. Statistically, you're probably not even going to get well, it Well, so I need a separate computer day. to tell me what the statistic odds are to win this. Not necessarily. Are the odds better of winning the lottery? No. Okay. Well, yeah, no. I want to make sure I said that right. You have if you're if you're running the blockchain, like you're mining Bitcoin, yes. you have a better chance of actually winning that equation than winning the lottery. Okay. Um, but that the amount of Bitcoin you get for solving this has increasingly gone down. Mm-hmm. And he Nakamoto thought this through, and he planned out through like 2074 the increments that this is dropping. Oh wow! Or 2174, sorry, the increments that this is dropping every time. Uh, every few years, it drops how many Bitcoin is delivered for whenever you do a successful mine. Um, you also get a percentage of the transaction in that ledger that you solved. So okay. say say we were the ones who, uh, you did the, the mine that uh, resolved the ledger for that 10,000 Bitcoin pizza, yeah. then you would get a fraction of that 10,000 Bitcoin. And at that time, I think it was like 30 Bitcoin is what you got for mining that, something like that. Now, it's only one uh, that you get for mining it, but they're worth so much money. And if you can do this and maintain the system and get it to where you are getting successful mines every, every few days, then you can really be pulling in a lot of money. Yeah, you can be pulling in t- like 40 grand a week if you get two of them. Yeah, if you can pull it off. The question is, can you pull it off? Because there are people who have these massive warehouses now of all these computers that are just punching at the system, trying to guess this equation and get yeah. it right. Um, and so it costs a lot of money now to be able to successfully mine. Like you and I, we probably couldn't set up a computer in our house and win one of these these mining things sure. because one, it would cost so much power, and two, we just don't have have the massive operation. They like, look like server right. warehouses, like like yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, like yeah, huge. Yeah, so it's it's starting to get to the point where. Um, you have to. You have that has to be your. That's an industry in itself. Yes. Bitcoin mines. Yes. And so and then here's and again, it's one of those embarrassing things. We talked about um, how the person who invented tech decks, you know, was a middle class inventor for a while there. You've got to tell people you're a Bitcoin miner. <laughs> you know. Yeah, but I mean, they're they're probably very. You popular. go out for drinks. You know, you're out at the bar. You're trying to impress some girl, right? You're like, yeah, I mean, like I'm a Bitcoin miner, and she's like, oh, you're a. You're a miner. I'm sorry, I can't talk to you. And like, <laughs> sorry, I, it's like I it's really it affects the dating game for sure. Um, so, it, here, but you've also got to run around your warehouse blowing on all the machines the whole day. <laughs> so, yeah, you're like uh, you've got very powerful lungs. <laughs> there was a guy who did school assemblies for a while who came to my school. Who, like, you know how, like, the tough man competitions where they flip yeah. cars over? Yeah. Uh, his is the strongest lungs, and it was an anti-smoking speech. Oh, you know? no. But he, he, he could blow up a, like, animal balloons oh, my with his lungs, which is honestly pretty impressive. Have you ever tried it? I don't know if I can tell this story on our podcast, so I'm going to tell it, and we might have to cut it out. But there was a guy who did a school assembly at my school, uh, my Christian high school. Okay, well, at least let us change it. Never mind. Yes, go ahead. At my... No, keep it on this and change it when it's over, yeah. I guess. There was a guy. Alex was like, no, I know how to edit stuff out. We do this. <laughs> uh, so he came to my Christian high school. Yeah. Uh, and it was like a, an abstinence uh, assembly that he did. Mm-hmm. The kicker was he had a buddy who, com- who came with him. And halfway through, when he was talking about it, he was like, I can't remember what his point was. But it was something about like protection or I don't know what it was. But the, the auditorium doors flung open and a dude in a sperm mascot costume, like realistic sperm mascot costume, started running down the aisle. When you say realistic sperm costume. <laughs> like think about like in your science textbook when it shows you a picture of a sperm. With the gigantic The giant little head and the tail that went really far. And he just started running down the aisles. And he was like, I'm speeding the sperm. And he had like a little logo on his chest. And that was like how he illustrated that point that – Sperm's really fast, and you need to stop it. <laughs> did, he, did he tackle They didn't get asked to come back. <laughs> it would have been more it impressive. Was, they sent an email out to all the parents that day. <laughs> and we're like, hey, we're more, sorry. 
We didn't know. It would be more impressive if he just ran through the door. And then, like, ten minutes later, the guy was like, now we've got this giant rubber screen we're going to put in front of the door. And then and the guy came, and then he just runs it bombs into it. And they're like, but the safest way is to never open that door. Never open the door. Or let him go in a different room. Speedy the sperm. <laughs> yep. And you were Speedy like, we probably can't put that in our pie. <laughs> yeah, but it was good enough for my Christian high school. Yeah, yeah. they literally sent an, uh, an email out to all the parents. They were like, hey, we didn't know this was going to happen. Yeah. Uh, we thought it was going to be something different. We're you didn't really see sorry. them bringing in this costume. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't see that. And they go, maybe they shouldn't do that part. Afterwards, our principal like walked up and was like, I don't know remember the guy's name. He's like, Thanks, Todd. Um, we'll talk about this. <laughs> it was such a mess. So your principal had to hold a second assembly the same week. Yeah, yeah, to follow up and yeah. and yeah, yeah, yeah. Like two assemblies in one week. Oh god. <laughs> Anyways, so uh, so if you are uh, uh, one of the, one of these blockchain miners. Uh, you, you you run have to wear a costume. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you, you have an opportunity to to bring in a ton yeah. of uh, a ton of cash off of it, but and it would have worked before. But now it's it's just not now it's a massive investment. Yes. Before, when there wasn't a lot of people doing it, you've got the, to invest almost millions of dollars. <clears throat> mm-hmm. If you if you got into this in 2011 when it first started, or 2010 when it first started, um, you you could have been you doing it on like your personal computer. And there was so such little competition, and the reward was so much higher. I think it was like 30, 40 blockchain or Bitcoin per chain that you solved. Your 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 chances of of getting that were so high. And if you sat on that until now, it's worth so much money. Yeah. Um, but in twenty between twenty fourteen and twenty fifteen, um, the average number of attempts that you had to make at solving one of these codes to actually. Um, to actually be the one who solved it and earned that the the Bitcoin from that mine uh, was increased in that one year span from sixteen point four quintil- quintillion to two hundred point five quintillion. So you had to attempt it that many times before you had a shot at at earning it. Um, so wow, it got to the point where these computers are doing so much, and it happens in a matter of seconds. Every second, it's 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 going through, and so you're you're having to do so many of these calculations. That these computers have to be just absolute monster machines, and so uh, recently there are these. I like to think that there is one guy in a cabin somewhere who is just handwriting <laughs> out these things and is just it's like, uh, turning it in, and he's like getting bitcoins. <laughs> he's like beating the computer. <laughs> he's just like boom, yes, boom. done, boom. easy, easy. It's crazy how fast my Wi-Fi is out here. <laughs> living in the cabin that the Unabomber lived in. It was just like crazy. My Wi-Fi is too good. It's nuts. Uh, <laughs> he's, just, he's just thinking about the Wi-Fi speeds. He's like, he's like, let's faster. I make more. <laughs> he's like on the line with AT&T. He's like, yeah, I'm trying to mine Bitcoin. I could get a lot more. He's got two, two devices open and just like a pianist just <laughs> He's got like all these iPhones and they're like yeah. keys and he's like so Bobby Fisher's up to these days, you know. <laughs> uh, so because it's getting so complicated yeah. to successfully mine, there are these new things uh, called mining pools where organizations are putting together this big group and you can kind of uh, almost think of it like a mutual fund. And they'll split the profit. Yeah, essentially. So every time it every time it goes through, everybody splits the conscious splits the profit, but you have to buy into it. So you get your yeah. own personal machine and you're a part of the pool. So you're so it's basically like instead of like if you've got a hundred machines doing it, mm-hmm. you've got or your hundred, you could join the pool of ten other people who have a hundred. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. And now we've got however what is that? Is it ten thousand? Yeah. Yeah. It is. Uh but the no, way they do it is interesting because it's not it's not the way they do it is not um okay, you're in the pool and so we just split it every percentage, like you get X percent of all of this, right? What they do is you get a percentage of how much work you put towards solving 
that block. So say you and I were both in the same uh, pool. You had a server. And we never got it. Yeah. Well, we'll say you had a server. I had two servers. So I was able to put a little bit more work. I would get a bigger cut whenever we solved it than you would solve it. Yeah. Uh, And so... But it's but it works where everybody in that pool, whenever something gets solved, gets paid um, because you're all working on the same blocks. So everybody gets paid every time something gets solved. If someone in that pool solves it, and so if you have a big enough pool that you're in, you could be getting a small chunk of a Bitcoin every time one of these. So you have you now with this. Yeah, I've got a .17 Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. But you have a uh, but those, that's still worth so much money. What is Bitcoin, .17 of? It's like nineteen thousand. Um, is what it is now. So right. 0.17. Oh, let me do the math real quick. Would be like two grand. Almost four grand. Thirty six hundred. Uh, three hundred bucks. Three hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. I did the math way wrong. I did. Yeah, I? you were close. 0.17. You did. I did one point seven. All right. Wait. Hold on. I did a. I did. Wait. No. 0.17. I did 0.017. No. I did it. A, did Wait. you do point zero one seven? Wait, hold on. Point one seven. You have a calculator. One point seven. What are we doing? Point one seven. Nineteen thousand times point one seven. Okay, yeah, that I did a point zero one seven. But point, but so yeah, one, I was right. But point one seven would be seventeen percent. Yes. Not point one seven percent. No. <laughs> I'm not saying that. You. I'm saying you're saying I said 0.17 bitcoins, which would be 17 percent of a bitcoin. Okay, never mind. Anyways, uh, is that how little the fraction they're getting is like 0.0? It, is like it just depends. It, it it varies every time because if if it's it's weighted on how much you put towards it. So you could be getting more if you. I was thinking 17 power. cents on the dollar. Yeah. Okay. I see what you're saying. That's what I was. 17 percent. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I did it right. I deserve the Bitcoin. <laughs> I solved that equation. But you also get a, a chunk of that ledger. And so if you were working with something where somebody spent 200,000 Bitcoin and you get that percentage of that ledger, every time the percentage is slightly different, but if you get a percentage of that ledger, you that's what's a couple hundred bucks. Uh, you, you if, someone in your, if someone in your pool got it. Yeah. yeah. And that's the way you want to go into. You want to have one machine go into a pool with someone who has a warehouse. Yeah, essentially. Uh, and so it's it's it really is a numbers game. Like you have to. Well, be the able problem to, is if my machine gets it, they still get a huge chunk. They get a, of a, a big chunk. They get a big chunk. Yeah. And so it's it's it right now it's a numbers game. Like you have to be able to have a really strong machine. You have to invest in a really expensive machine, and then you have to invest the electricity cost to keep it running. Um, but if you do, if you can manage it for long enough, you're going to get some Bitcoin out of it. And right now, Bitcoin is on this trajectory where it's just going up. It dips like any currency, but it's really just going up. And the value in it, right now, for the most part, you can't walk into your local quesadilla shop and buy a quesadilla with Bitcoin. Um, some places do. Some places have like a little scanner for it. They have physical Bitcoin wallets. Uh, they all look different. There's like notes where it's like a card or and it's got like a code on it. You scan that code and it, and it runs. They have like debit cards where you scan it like a debit card and it and it'll run. They even have like little like gold coins where like you like put the gold coin on something and it scans the number. So it's like, but it's all basically a credit card. Like it just scans the number and gives you yeah. that information. Um, they have that that exists, but it's still so um, in terms of actual transactions. Like it's not widely accepted as a currency. Right. Um, but it is widely accepted its value. Um, so it's kind of like like your uncle who bought a bunch of gold. Um, I don't know. I just assumed you probably had an uncle who was like, oh, buy gold. Well, saw those commercials for silver. Yeah, yeah. Bought a lot of silver. But it, it, it's it's a true thing because here's, here's the issue we're at right now. Now that we're off the gold standard, if something happens to the U.S. or just to your bank and they go under – uh, they're on, we talked about it in the billionaires episode. They're only federally insured up to $250,000. If you had more than $250,000, you're just out that money now. Yeah. There's nothing you can do with it. Same thing with the U.S. If all your money is stored in cash, 
and there's no value backing that, if the U.S. goes under, your money's just gone. It just doesn't exist anymore. And nobody, there's no reason why Russia or China or any other country in the world needs to honor it anymore if this government doesn't exist anymore. And so that's another reason why we were talking about the billionaires episode. That's why so many of them pour all their money into assets because that will still be yeah, valuable. Because I'll still have planes. Yeah, and people, right. and you could still go to other nations and they could say, okay, this is worth this much in our currency and you still have have a buying power. Bitcoin's the same concept. It's it's just like buying gold or assets or anything else where it's it's not like dollar bills where if something happens to the the organization that you put your trust in for it, it's gone. Like this this won't go away because it's got that blockchain and the trust is it's so easy to trust in it because uh, the system is bordering on flawless. There are there are possibilities, but it borders on flawless being flawless. So uh, um, people are buying in it as more of an investment to watch it grow and then maybe sell out at one right, point. Right, right. Um, that's, what, that's what I see most of it as an investment. Not mm-hmm. really Not really. I'm planning for our government to fall and I want to have currency. That's yeah. not what I see a lot of people using it for. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's more of an investment. Uh, and so... Uh, now there are other cryptocurrencies. They saw... Bit- Was Bitcoin the first one? Bitcoin was the first one. Um, and yeah, a lot of other ones have come out since then um, that all operate under similar similar systems. Almost all of them are blockchain. Um, but what's really interesting about this is this blockchain concept um, has gone into more than just the cryptocurrency. So it started in cryptocurrency, yeah. but it's gone outside of cryptocurrency to all sorts of different applications because... Uh, so it's our, a good accountability way. Yeah, our way society is built on, on trust. And if, if you... The way it is right now is... Trust is centralized. There's there's a large organization, whatever that is, in whatever industry it is, that you have to put your trust in yeah. and say, yeah, you're saying what That's you institutional what trust, which has mm-hmm. been compromised over the last mm-hmm. several decades, mm-hmm. where there's always been conspiracy theories, but institutions for a long time have held that power and that trust. Yep. Yep. Um, but have increasingly lost that trust of the public. Yes. Yes. So, and not just government. I'm saying like the institution of the church has lost trust. The institution yep. of, um, you know, of schools, of like universities, yep. of like, I have a degree from this place and therefore yep. I am educated. Like even that's lost public trust. Like those kind of things. Yeah. That's an interesting, see, I'm very interested in the power dynamic of that. But. Yeah. So that, so it, it really, in one of the first, um, uh, long-term solutions towards decentralizing power is blockchain because it makes it to where now everybody has access to that information. Um, it's still secure because you can't like like in in cryptocurrency you can see every transaction. It's all public. Anybody can peek into the ledger yeah. and see what transactions are going. Now that doesn't mean I can transparency the is the way toward trust for mm-hmm. sure. But picking in that ledger doesn't mean I can see that you sent me ten thousand dollars for yeah. pizza. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's kind of like when I you can, can go on Venmo and see what your friends are sending. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Pretty accurate, actually. <laughs> but it, but, but to a T. Like there, it wouldn't have names tied to it. We wouldn't yeah. know who did what. We would just know what happened, and there would be like. And a it's a system code. that if someone throws it off their own roof and breaks some of the lights, <laughs> <laughs> it's still good. That was a callback. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, it's being used in like contracts. There's okay. companies that are writing contracts that are blockchain contracts. So now, because uh, right now, I mean, theoretically, if I if I'm doing a service for you and I write a contract, you you sign it. I could go change that and just forge your signature because we all know right now nobody's reading a full contract. You're like, well, here's it. Oh, it's I in know the people aren't reading you- contracts. <laughs> I show up to gigs all the time and I'm like, you did not read anything. <laughs> Um, here, here, but one of the most, in, I mean, it's in video games, energy trading, cryptocurrency, like healthcare, web domain names, like it's all over the place. One of the most interesting things to me, though, is the supply chain, um, because they're they're implementing this to the supply chain for any 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 resource. Yeah. So, for example, uh, 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 food. Uh, if Walmart uses the blockchain system. Uh, to to keep track of their supply chain, then what happens is right now you still have that trust. You're trusting that the farmers who made this lettuce followed all the good procedures and did what they told you they did, and you're trusting that the packers did it, you're trusting that the shippers did it, you're trusting that Walmart did what they said they were going to do all along the line. You just have to trust their word for it. 
But if they use a blockchain system, then anybody can anywhere along that system look and see what everybody did, and that ledger is updated and it's up to date. So if there so is, do you think that that will bring inflation down with more transparency in the supply chain, or do you think that will? I don't know. Much. In a way, become a centralized power. Because how do you hold someone accountable then? So, like, what are the act? What are the if there's no institutional power, mm-hmm. right? If there's no place to put the trust there, mm-hmm. what then is the consequence for someone who is out of line? It, it becomes essentially impossible to break that trust. You could probably do other things, but breaking trust in that. So, like, if if I was saying I'm a green farmer who uses no pesticides. Um, and I'm trying to sell that to Walmart, but then I go use pesticides. Everybody would look at the blockchain and say, well, you're lying. You use pesticides, and then they would just stop buying my product. So it makes it to where... they would see what you bought? Yeah, they could, they could look at the blockchain and so watch the supply no chain. there's no privacy. Yeah, there's no privacy in that. It's not... It, it, it makes it to where you have to be transparent and show right. that what you're saying you're doing, you're actually doing. Sure. Yeah. Um, Which you should be anyway. Yeah, but, you, but right now, it's, it's really... So basically it would make it so that if you are using whatever products you are using to grow your food, Mm -hmm. you would have to show receipts to the people you sell to. Yeah. And it, and it would go all the way down the chain. So like literally from the very beginning of everybody in this chain of who got, so we would be able to see who Walmart Walmart is buying from. Yep. And you could see who they're buying from and who their shippers are and who their packers are and who their farmers are. And then those farms, you can see where they're getting their feed and where they're getting their seeds and their water supply. Like you can see all of it all the way down to the very minuscule details. So the application, I don't know, I don't know what it would do financially. I haven't thought much about it. But the, the interesting application is say there's an E. coli outbreak. Right now, you, trace it to you where have it to cha- take all the, the iceberg lettuce off the shelves. Mm-hmm. But if you could do that, you could trace it right back to that, that, one, that one thing and just say, okay, anything that came from that, we're throwing out, but everything else is still fine. Um, and so you can do that with, and, and in terms of supply chain, the applications are really endless in that because you can, you can then spot if there's some sort of issue that comes up, you can trace it right back to the source every time and with, with certainty. Um, and it also makes it incredibly difficult um, for things like money laundering or yeah. or uh, uh, can't really hide the yeah trafficking anything like that. Like right now, the reason that works is because people can get on those ledgers or documents and forge it and twist it and shake it. But if it's in a blockchain, you you it's transparent. You can't hide that stuff, and so it really could help um, limit a lot of these organized crime rings because they couldn't lie about things anymore. You have to you have to tell the truth in a blockchain uh, uh, world. Um, granted, there you also to be very organized. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, it's 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 an interesting idea, and it really but is that the free market. I don't know. Because then, in a blockchain, if Walmart is selling their lettuce for this much, but I see that they got it from the distributor for this much, yeah, that doesn't leave a lot of room for supply demand prices. How so? What do you mean? I mean, I just think that people would be able to see like, oh, you're charging three times what you bought this for. Yeah, yeah. So people couldn't, you couldn't price gouge people because people would be able to check the ledger and say, well, I'm not going to pay you that much You still could price gouge people though because the way that's set up is that where else are they going to get the grocery from? Well, I, I mean, true, true. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, it's it's I, I, I see what you're saying. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm not trying to poke holes in it. I, well, kind I, of I am, but I'm saying like, I mean, I think that's fair. Uh, that's right. Those that the podcast is not the place to do that. We can have those conversations later. But yeah, so interesting. Uh, yeah, so it's so. Do you think there's a world where we all have Bitcoin in the future? Um, I think there's a potential for it. I'm very interested. I haven't been able to find much about Nakamoto's plan for 2174 because mm-hmm. he says at 2174 the resource dries up. So if you're mining, you, you can't get any more out of it. And so he wanted to do that because anything valuable isn't infinite. Right, um, and so he he wanted it to to dry up, and so what I'm curious about is what reason does anybody but he made have it like two like 170 or 160 years? Yeah, yeah, to last 160 years at a new one coming in about every 10 minutes is the flow he wanted to have, um, and so I don't so know. eventually there's just a certain number of there's just now. yeah that amount of Bitcoin and that's it, mm-hmm. um, and I'm curious what would happen then. Um, Hmm. And I'm also curious, like, because because what what well, we'll what be reason? Alive, then. Like, why <laughs> why would I? I'll be 180 I was, years old. If I was a Bitcoin miner, why would I 
want to do that anymore. Like it, yeah. it costs you a lot um, to manage that mining. And if you have the reward to earn Bitcoin, then it's worth it. But if it's just a percentage of that ledger, is it still worth it? I don't know. And what does it do to the value? I don't know. Um, but I think there's I think there's potential for it. I think it could be great. Um, but I do think it'd be tough to get a lot of people to buy onto it. I think the harder part of it would be governments will likely probably try to block it because it takes the power away from the government. Yeah, that's what I was thinking about the blockchain thing as well, mm-hmm. is that institutions are already clawing for power. Mm-hmm. And so I think uh, trying to create a currency that takes the power away from governments and big banks, um, it exists now, and people are, are investing in it, but people can't use it to buy things. It's not like, I mean, it, they can, but it's very rare um, that people will accept it. So does it become a new actual currency or does it stay like an investment portfolio piece? I don't know. Um, I think it's still too early to say because there's just not enough people who have bought into it. Sure. But, man, if you bought into it in 2010, I mean, you can be rolling in it now. Well, I'm going to post on Facebook tonight and say, how many chickens would it take for someone to deliver two <laughs> Papa John's pizzas? <laughs> <laughs> if you deliver me two <laughs> Papa John's pizzas, I will give you 10,000 uh, chickens. Roll out these 10,000 chickens for 10 I got so many chickens. What if you came home? What if, okay, what if you... <laughs> What if you came up? What if you and your wife, Bree, you know, Bree? So <laughs> yeah, thanks for the reminder. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I remember. What if you guys have been saving up your chickens, right? You've been yep. saving chickens. Our nest egg, if you will. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You've been saving. You've been saving chickens <laughs> for your surgery, right? Yeah, yeah. You come home, half of them are gone. <laughs> it's so hard with a blockchain system like a chicken coop. With the a chicken coop, chain. With a, with a chain. coop chain system, it's very hard to hide transactions from your spouse. <laughs> I know who you gave our 5,000 chickens to. Yeah, <laughs> I can see them in the neighbor's yard. Why did you give Dan 5,000 chickens? Well, you broke our Christmas lights last year, so I had him take them down, and he wanted 5,000 chickens. And the free market sets the price, Tim. <laughs> Bree's never going to listen to this, so I don't care if my impersonation is is bad. But that one was pretty good. So, yep, that's. I mean, that's pretty accurate. That's the world. Yep, that's my wife. You you nailed it. Uh, There you go. Yeah. Okay. So that's a that's a brief uh, overview of Bitcoin and blockchain. Yeah. (laughs) You know. You know. So what you're saying is here's, is that we could have there was a there was a joke earlier about paying the devil with uh with rat coins from Chuck E. Cheese. Is that what the joke was? I think so. Because there's a there was the, was the devil in Chuck E. Cheese? The devil loves Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> I can tell you that for sure. <laughs> I have a degree in biblical studies, and that was day one. I'll tell you that, that's the Satan's playground right there. <laughs> Oh, a Chuck E. Cheese? <laughs> yeah, you you buy you take your tickets and they only let you go from the bottom bottom shelf. That's a devil move right there. <laughs> I have nine thousand tickets. Yeah, yeah, it's bottom shelf. Yeah, that's bottom. inflation. <laughs> um, yeah, well, I mean, I wish that we would have had some Bitcoin so we wouldn't have had to fiddle off the devil. <laughs> 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 Gonna paint them off instead of fiddle them. Off. There you go. See, <laughs> you see how fiddle them off sounds worse. We just gotta say fiddle off. We can't say fiddle him off. That sounds so bad.